Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. I'm Laura Stanley. I'm Laura Stanley, host of Inside School Food. You are listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. Today is Tuesday, January 12th, 2016. I'm with uh, Annie Likes Beer and Becerra. And this is our first live show of uh, 2016. It's a good live show. I mean, we have a first guest that brought his own cooler. So it's amazing. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. It's so cool. We've got, we got Ralph Parazzo from BBD's Eats on Long Island and Will Stevens from Beer Menus and We've got some great guests. Uh, we're also happy to welcome you back, Ann. You're our co-host for the winter, and we're having a great time. Good times. Beer Sessions Radio is brought to you by Union Beer Distributors, supplier of world-class ales and lagers. You can tweet us live at beer underscore sessions. And sometime tonight, we're going to start doing our own untapped. We're, we're, you're going to be able to follow on tap later tonight all the beers that we taste each and every week on Beer Sessions Radio. All right, Ann. So uh, here we are. Here we 2016. are. 2016. It's a good year. I can feel it already. <clears throat> and uh, good year, good beer. My goodness, I don't even know where we're going to start with all of these incredible bottles. Well, I'm going to start with Will Stevens, because Will's, Will's one of the co-founders of BeerManus.com. He's been a good buddy. I haven't seen you in a while. But um, the funny thing was, years ago, we're going to cover some some part of Cicerone, because I know he's he's going up for an exam, and, and that's something that you guys have in common. But yep. we're going to start by talking about, you know, what, what would you do if you were putting together your own beer week? Because years ago... You know, Will and I used to always talk about what, what should a beer week be. And remember you had some interesting ideas for workshops and things? I do, yeah. Thanks uh, for having me on, Jimmy. Um, yeah, I think previously we talked a bit about how um, during Philly Beer Week, where they sort of originated the beer week format, um, there's a place that I really like called Tria's Fermentation School, where they have, it's basically a classroom, and they often have uh, brewers come and teach classes where it feels a lot like going back to school. Um, so I always appreciated that event format. I know they can be a little bit tricky to, to organize, but that was kind of my dream event for Beer Week. And you, you think you said you wanted what, Vinny from Russian River to come out and teach a class on sour beers? I would like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would like that, too. <laughs> that was cool. So, you know, it, so Will's always kind of inspired me. You know, with Beer Man, you guys were, were innovators, and, and you know, you were four years old. You were making homebrew with your dad, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> It's good to have you on, man. Well, then, then that really brings us to Ralph, because it's like Ralph at BBD's, it's like you're doing beer week, a beer week every day. I know, man. We you know. <laughs> so tell us about some, some of the, the little pop-ups and, and projects and cast festivals you're doing. Uh, well, actually, you know, during New York City Beer Week, we're going to be at Threes Brewing from uh, February 22nd through March 6th. And then so you're going to be what? You're going to be the pop-up kitchen? Yeah, BBD's threes. is going to be serving our food there. We're actually going to be serving our double steam burger that won the New York City Burger Bash. You know, and if you don't know, Threes is, is one of the more unique new breweries in New York City. And you've been over there quite a few times, haven't oh, you? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a brilliant concept. And the idea of a pop-up restaurant is... So it's like a brew pub with pop-up restaurant yeah. with event space. Bringing other places to that neighborhood. It's great. So um, that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, we're going to swing by New York City Beer Week at the Cast Festival. I think it's on the 28th. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, b- uh, big Cast Festival, February 28th. Right, we're going to be cooking there as well, serving some food. 
so we're bringing our, our, our stuff to Brooklyn, you know, that week with Greg from Threes. So what, what are you going to do? So you're going into <clears throat> so Threes is unique. There's like every month a different restaurant, mm-hmm. but but there's a full kitchen and, and it's a nice setup. Roberta's has been there a few times. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? And, and what's it like for you going? You know, your restaurant's on Long Island. When you're going to come into, into Brooklyn and, and do a whole month's residency, what are some of the steps you have to do? I know your, your sous chef, Tim, is here, too. Yeah. But I'm interested yeah. in, in what, how you guys actually run a pop-up. Well, actually, you know, we, you know, we, we, we just bought a awesome trailer that's got taps on it. That's called the BBD's Beer, Beer Trailer. We're taking it to Dark Lord this year out in Illinois and <laughs> all over the United States, bringing our burger that, all, over the, all over the country. So we pretty much it's easy. You know, we, we, we butcher and do everything at, at the restaurant. We do the production there, bring it to threes, set up, cook fresh. And, um, you know, do it day to day. It's, it's really not a big deal. Um, the menu is a lot smaller, and the reason why it's smaller, the owners of Threes like, like to keep a small selection of stuff, um, you know, for the Brooklyn crowd. So um, there will be vegan options, you know, regular BBD What options. do you think your menu is going to be? What do I think? Do you know the menu? Be? Yeah, well, we, we, what, but Tim, what do we, what do we do you want to talk about the menu a little bit? <clears throat> we are, uh, we're doing a, we're showcasing our steam burger that we won uh the Food and Wine Festival in New York City. We are also doing our Garbage Fry, also that was at Food and Wine. Uh, we are doing a Zesty Cheese Puff that we just started on our menu. Oh, those are awesome. Um, yeah, those are super tasty. It's like homemade cheese noodles, but like fresh. Wow. Mm. Sounds like mm-hmm. Ann's going to be there all month. <laughs> you see me drooling on the microphone. I can tell. Okay, all right. You know, but, we, 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 we selected the menu where good, good choice of wings, vegan stuff, burgers. What is a steam burger? You know, uh, it's kind of funny. It's, it's like at BBDs, we do three types. We do a, a steakhouse burger, which is your typical grilled charcoal wood-fired burger, you know, 12 ounces. And then we do a griddle burger like you would see at, say, Shake Shack or In-N-Out Like burger. a George Maltz burger. Right, kind of and a potato yeah. bun wrapped mm-hmm. up, all juicy. But... The real burger that I loved growing up was super white trash. Was was White Castle, and uh, you know we only use oh prime, steam burger, okay. right? Exactly. So we only I was use, thinking steam buns for some reason. No, no, no. We only use prime beef, so it'd be pretty but awesome. That, that could be that a good one. Awesome. <laughs> burger on a steam bun. <laughs> yeah, we said you know why don't we make a steam burger with the prime beef patties, and we actually made the bun have a center layer so it all stays together, uh, and I think that's why it. Has been such an award-winning burger for the last year for us, and Threes chose. I to think the steam burger is coming back. I, I know some I other agree. chefs that that means it's on a griddle, and then you kind of put the the lid over. We it actually we actually put onions over the griddle. The meat patties on there, we season it, and we actually cook the burger over the onions. Uh, we make these pickles where they we call them fast food pickles because they're really like kind of ghetto, but they really go really well with the melted cheese. And it's a certain bun that could steam with the meat and the onions and. The, the beautiful beef fat, and that's why it's so. Delicious. Like the ultimate beer week event is going to be. We're going to go to Three's Brewery where they right. have great beer, and they're going to have your burger concept. Yeah, which is is fun. So, what is it about what you guys do that stands out? Because I know you won the Rachel Rachel Ray Burger Competition. You know what, man? We're just me and Tim. You know, we're, he's a. We're, we just we're just a bunch of guys that have fun every day. We love cooking. We love food. We absolutely love beer. Uh, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm like the chef that's been bringing it all. The good beers to like the celebrity guys that really don't know about beer. You know what I'm saying? Like the Sean Georges and Daniel Baloods and restaurants of that nature. Um, so what do them. they do? They call you up and say you have some good beers. For yeah, me. I mean it's funny. I was I was on a text with Jamie from Lost Nation up in Vermont and uh, and Brian from Four Quarters uh, about. Uh, an event we were doing up there, and I had my friend Adam, who's a chef from Michael Mina, which has restaurants all over the country. Um, he was at a brewery in Oregon, 
and was like, yeah, I'm drinking this great beer. I can't believe how great this stuff is. And, like, it was kind of funny. I'm like, yeah, Jamie from Lost Nations on the same mass text. And, and he's like, oh, I never realized how great beer was. And I find it amazing that the bigger restaurants, not like us, like the Tiger or BBDs, the bigger chef restaurants are getting into craft beer. And they're, they're working with the breweries and starting to really get the bug. Um, so I think I am, like, the person, because I'm, I'm really a chef. I'm not a, a, a beer person. I only know beer through all my brewery friends and drinking it all the time. So, um, Well, they go hand in hand. They do go in hand in hand. Opinion. And honestly, chefs are a lot like brewers. I mean, they're making a pot of soup. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. We speak the same language. We have the same outlook on things, quality of ingredients. Um, you know, so I think to answer your question, you know, I mean, Tim, right? I mean, we just basically push every day and have fun. I mean, we always take a new challenge up. We're always doing new things. You know, we don't, we don't, we stay, we stay uh, humble. What's your style? In the kitchen, you guys playing rock music, you playing heavy metal? You know, it's <laughs> funny. Uh, you know, I'm a death, death metal, uh, grunge metal person. Um, in my kitchen, when I was in there every day, it was metal every single day. Now, lately, it's been kind of the younger generation gangster rap also uh, has been thrown in there. But, but again, we, we have fun. You know, everyone gets a crack at the radio in the kitchen at BBDs. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, well, it's let's talk about beer. So, yeah, I could drink this the beer we're drinking. What did you just burger? pour for us? I so this is Florida Cassis. Uh, this is from um, Four Quarters Brewing in good old Winooski, Vermont. Winooski is a small town right next to Burlington. Uh, a lot of great people up there. Um, recently, uh, this gentleman reached out to me to help him with a um, cast festival that he had. Uh, a couple of New York breweries pulled out last minute because of some issues. And uh, Jamie from Lost Nation, again, who's a dear friend of mine, and him reached out and said, hey, can you maybe gather some people together and bring up some barrels? And the boys from Barrier, LIC, Greg from Threes, Joe Grimm, uh, put some barrels together. We threw them in the truck, went up there. And uh, poured some New York New York beer in Vermont soil. Uh, so we, we we became really good friends, me and Brian. And uh, he gave me a couple of bottles of, ah, oh, geez, I think maybe how many how many bottles of this did he do? Maybe like case, case maybe. Um, he's got a small, tiny brewery in Winooski. A lot of my customers uh, that eat at BBDs, they take the ferry over to Connecticut and they go to Vermont. So, so that's your connection. That's my connection. Um, so I always tell them where to stop, and we support them, and they support us, and. We get great bottles like this. It's funny. The manager of the Pro Pig, because you mentioned Pro Pig earlier, was at BBD's last week eating. And uh, I gave them a bottle of this. And they were like, this is crazy. we got to come to Long Island <laughs> to get this. We can't even get it in Vermont. It was kind well, of you, funny. You've been noted for, for get, that's when we first met you. you. You talked about you're bringing in, and legally you're bringing in, diff, you've brought in different beers for festivals and for events at your place. Yes. Yes, Jen and John from Alchemist and... Um, you know, uh, Matty O at, at Fiddlehead and um, everybody that participated in that charity event uh, did the painstaking uh, legal paperwork with the SLA to make that event what it was. Um, and I think um, doing that event, I, th- I would say, Tim, right, opened up doors up there with us, with people, uh, with, with the breweries up there. Cause we well, maybe we maybe, maybe we're going back to what Will was saying about his, his ultimate beer week event. Maybe we should get you on getting uh, Vinny from Russian River to... To come into New York, and maybe we could do a, a, a one-off with some Russian River. You know, it sounds like you're building the expertise. <laughs> we should all work together. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, it, I, mean I, I got Jamie to come down for Beer Week. Brian's going to be here for Beer Week. He's going to be eating at Threes. I'm staying at a hotel down the road. So uh, I think uh, I got them both to bring a cast down, um, which I was going to tell uh, the people of the, of the event that they're going to do a cask. Um, you know, I mean, 
Vermont and New York, it's kind of funny. They really work together well. I mean, they really love uh, Joe stuff, Grim, up there. Uh, Greg's, I mean, Greg's beer from Threes. I mean, people were just flipping out over the beer. Uh, Tremendous amount of respect they have for New York breweries, and we have a tremendous amount of respect for them. And um, I actually tie the brewers together. It's weird. You know, like I introduced uh, Greg from Threes to Jamie and... Um, you know, it's it's. I think over the next couple of years, I think in 2016, you're going to see a lot more, uh, you know, Hell Farmsteads expanded a lot with their brewery. You see a lot more barrels down here in New York. We just did a 12-tap takeover with them in Long Island, which, you know, was very rare. But, like, they're, 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 uh, our customers go there, and, and Vermonters come down to New York, too. So that's yeah. really... I think Vermont brewers as well, they have an understanding of food. You know, and yeah. the idea of how to brew something for a you know a dish and how to incorporate no, that's that. That's true. Well, and what about for you? So, you know, New York City Beer Week's coming up at the end of February. I'm sure a lot of listeners might be working at a bar. They might want to plan a good event. Sure. What are some successful beer week events that that you've been part of, or an event that that you've always wanted to do that no one's ever done? Well, so what I'm doing personally at uh, Taproom Three Hundred Seven, we're doing all 42 drafts New York beer. Um, we're going to try to keep it on for the whole week, but you know, two casks and 40 taps showcasing every different style what my favorite things are for beer week events and just beer events in general are when you can actually take a little time speak to someone learn something you know i think i tend to get a little overwhelmed by the big crazy festivals where everyone's just kind of all over the place um getting to sit down you know my ideal would be i don't know this is very ideal one-on-one but to do one-on-one sure one-on-one's even better you know but small groups you know, different course with a different brewmaster or something in that, you know, you're having appetizers with Rob Todd, you're having dessert with Finney Chillerzo, you know, things like that where you can sit and have a few minutes to really get inside their head and kind of take something away from the experience. Well, and talking about, you know, food and beer pairing, one reason Will Stevens is on the show is that you're taking one of the Cicerone exams. Which level are you taking? Um, I did actually already already take the certified Cicerone exam uh, a little over a month ago. I still haven't heard how I did. (laughs) So checking the email. And Anne, you You'll know, you, Anne's done that and she's done the masters. But, you know, what was your experience? And, and also in terms of like what you've learned from that, in terms of what you're experiencing, you know, every day going out to bars and restaurants. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's probably uh, similar for a lot of people out there. They've worked in the beer industry for a while, but never really officially recognized their knowledge or tried to um, test themselves. And to me, it was a great way to kind of brush up after being in the industry for a while and kind of formalize the knowledge that I'd already gained just from talking with people in the industry and kind of homebrewing on my own. But um, yeah, I just thought it was a really great process to go through and I, I couldn't recommend it more highly to anyone. Well, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned it to us. And when we come back in a few minutes, we're going to talk more about the journey you've been on and, and beer with Beer Manus for a long time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. Jimmy. And today's break song is by Zuli. It's called Better All the Time. Love this one. This is Beer Sessions Radio. We will be right back.
Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're getting deeper already on like a third or fourth beer. Ralph, what did you bring us? You brought us a lot of beers. He's got I like know, a, man. What, and he's got, he got a cooler. cooler. You brought I've his never own seen cooler. This before. I, think, I think I'm the only person that brought beer. I think we're in the taste. Well, we, we knew, knew you, you were coming. And, 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 and I just flew in from San Diego, actually. I and boy, are his yet. arms tired. Waka waka. <laughs> uh, this one's The Wind from Lost Nation. It's actually a goza, this dry hop with citrus and grapefruit. Uh, huge fan of that, bo- uh, that bottle. I actually have a. Dr- uh, Keg of it right now on draft at BBDs that Jamie sent down to me that I really appreciate. It's uh, nice, man. I know you get special relations with, with dudes in Vermont, but let's talk to Will. So, Will, Will Stevens, beermenus.com co founder. To me, you're huge. We, we met in the early days, but it's kind of like you, you really expanded across the country, and I, I don't get to see you too often. But, but what are some, some of the places you actually really enjoy going as a beermenus.com guy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think probably one of the th- things i've done most recently that i feel like i need to pinch myself for getting to do is i went to hop school during the hop harvest oh that's so cool wow um so yakima chief hop union the biggest hop distributor of uh, the hops that craft brewers use is located in yakima washington and each year during the harvest they have people so out. they just call you and say can you come you sound like <laughs> justin kennedy you must have smelled, you must have smelled really producer great. he gets you know it's once you're in this world it's amazing the resources and what you get invited to and that's part of our show today because we're going to hear about what you guys are doing. So, yeah. So for me, uh, in line with the events, I've always particularly enjoyed uh, meeting the makers. And with going to hop school, is kind of going an extra step and meeting the growers who actually make the ingredients for beer. Um, so just meeting the people who actually grow the hops uh, to me was amazing. <clears throat> and have have you ever been to any hop harvest or anything like that? Um, I haven't been to the hop school. I. Uh, Trying to think of no, I need to. I would love to do that though. When's the next hop? This but year, have you been to a hop harvest? No, never. How can I do that? I mean, we picked hops off of like personal. You know, we've grown the hops in the backyard in Brooklyn or like on a small garden on a small scale, but nothing on a commercial it's gotta scale. Got some illegal stuff going on there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. That's the edge that you bring, Ralph. Everything. Ra- Ralph Peraz is in the studio. BBDs and uh, it's like exciting in here. It's like, <laughs> but, but you know, so we're talking about hop school. And, and you've have you been up to Vermont? I have, yeah. Um, I occasionally go up there for ski trips, and I usually uh, tie in brewery tours with it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've, I've definitely done the trip to Hill Farmstead. But but you're, I mean, beermenus.com. So like, you guys are all over the country. Do you actually have to go to these cities and and excuse me, do things? Yeah. So we do <laughs> kind of a. a com- <laughs> Is it free? Dance, dance. <laughs> we do kind of every channel you can think of with uh, reaching out to people. Um, I'm trying to think. On New Year's Eve, we hit 20,000 businesses using the service. So that was a big uh, number for us to hit. That was exciting. Um, when we launched originally, we had 100 places in Manhattan. So it's, we've come a long way with that. It took me a while to even believe what you guys were doing. So. <laughs> but you guys come a long way. So then you, you, you found, what took you so long to do this the Cicerone uh, certified class? Cause yeah, that's, that's a great question. I'm not sure I have a, a good answer to that. Um, I remember actually when Ray Daniels was uh, talking about the program, he announced it at, at Jimmy's, uh, and I remember going to that. You very generously invited me to that and hearing his uh, presentation about what he's planning to do, and it's it's been fun to uh, to kind of see the Cicerone program. That was program. a long time ago. The Cicerone program launched about <laughs> the same time that we did, uh, so it's been exciting to kind of see our two companies uh, evolve since then. Um, and it's it's been exciting to see their program grow internationally recently, and we've kind of started to 
to do a bit of that as well. We've been seeing craft beer exported quite a bit, and it's popping up in, in Europe as well. So as, as you were studying for that exam, do you feel like the way you taste beer has changed? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, my general roundhouse with beers, I tend to like beers that showcase hops and kind of the yeast and bacteria part of it, like sour beers, and definitely had to brush up a bit on the malt side of things, which I don't necessarily uh, focus on that much. It was really helpful. It, it could be hard. I mean, there's so many different styles. It's hard talking about beer. I know you're good at it, Ann, and, and I can tell Ralph's good at it. Let's go back to the, the beer that we have now, this Lost Nation beer. Tell us what, you, what officially it is, and then we'll have Will and Ann... Break it down for us in some weird way. <laughs> break, break, break it down, Ann. I I'm trying to incorporate Cicerone into beer festivals. You know, you know it's kind of funny. I told Tim on the way here, I'm like, I'm a little intimidated. I'm going on. I'm a chef. I'm going on beer radio with two people that are very knowledgeable about beer. I only know beer through my friends that make beer. So, uh, but this particular. So then, just just read the list. This this particular beer, like I said, it's a Goza, it's dry hop with citrus and grapefruit, but it is aged a year. Um, you know, it's kind of funny if you, if you see how uh, carbonated it is. You know, Jamie actually carbonates his beer excessively. He told us a, a funny joke one day that there was a, a bunch of French people in the tasting room, and they were like, oh, this is too gassy, too gassy. Gassy. <laughs> uh, but it's absolutely delicious. Um, that could be the new style of beer, gassy. I, 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 like, I like the style of beers because of the salt content, the coriander. Uh, goes very, very well with fatty foods. Um, God, you can drink it with anything. You know, uh, he really nailed it with that one. Yeah, That's this nice. is one of my favorite styles, and I've actually, you know, they were very nice enough to bring us a few casks here and there to Blind Tiger. Mm-hmm. And I typically don't like, you know, the sours on casks that much. You know, I do love that acidity, that carbonation. Sure, um, but it really but when, held when, up. when you taste it, Ann, I mean, I mean, forget what's on the label. No, what, you know, what are, we, what are you tasting yourself? Well, the aroma right off the bat, I wouldn't automatically assume goza it's very there's a lot of Mm -hmm. red berries and sort of it's a lot juicier and fruitier than i would expect just from the aroma um and again with the flavor i mean the grapefruit comes through a lot i think it almost comes through a little more than the salt but i could um it's delicious it's just interesting because i wouldn't probably associate right off the bat goza you know what i mean but i I think it's delicious i told him it's like the perfect grapefruit jolly rancher well, and that's your first. I, I love used to that. Put man. Jolly Ranchers and well, Zima. Yeah. Am I going to get kicked? What's going to happen is the, the more guys like you drink beer, every brew is going to make it make put fruit in it and make oh, it sweet. Doubt. You know, right now we have his goes. What, what's his goes now to? We have uh, did raspberry and uh, citra hops. Oh right, that oh, yeah. was just on it. Yeah, yeah we, have, we just got a cask of that. And then Will, mm-hmm. since since you just took the Cicerone certified exam, <laughs> we don't even know if you passed. He passed. You're tasting the beer. What what do you what do you want to tell us about it? Because now you're an expert taster. <laughs> well, that's TBD, you can sit but, on our expert um, tasting committees. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's surprisingly <laughs> bright and refreshing for a beer that's an, a year old. Yeah, um, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, but yeah, just big citrus and and big salt and coriander. It's nice. But you know, using goes as a point of departure because for for me, I like the classics. I like Leipzig, Leipzig goals or I like Ritter guts. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed that a lot of the, of the new American goes are more like kind of like wheat beers with stuff. Like we just we we sat with uh, the Grossman. Yeah. Sierra Nevada launched their was it Otra Vez. Otra Vez. They're they're but it's like a cactus goza. DJ, the old and brewer from Greenport, mm-hmm. is at Sierra Nevada now and called me when he was brewing that down in uh, North Carolina. Down in North Carolina, yeah. yeah, he called me. He's like, I'm brewing your goza, man. <laughs> it's delicious, but you know, I think but too he, because saying, but this one is that's where we're going. This yeah. one also has like kind of a fruit based yeah. grapefruit, well, and it's the one loophole, you know, from German. I guess the, that could 
circumvent the purity law. And so I think the idea of even adding salt and coriander was a little taboo in Germany. And so now, we, of course, we take any loophole we can and run with it, even though that's not technically in effect anymore. See, like me, I I call this food beer. Add everything. You know, this is food beer. And like when I give this to like a a celebrity chef or someone (laughs) that's in my world, per se, they drink that and they're like... But, oh my God! You know this would go great with foie gras, or, or no, and I and I see that. Really Although for me personally, salad. Or, last or, summer we drank. I drank a lot of Leipzig Goza, and they have variations. Mm-hmm. And when I go back to the basic, that beer is awesome. Yeah, and, it's and fabulous. I drank it awesome. So let's so going on the theme of you know what would we do with, if we had our own beer week or whatever. Right. So we talked about pop ups. We talked about some workshops. But you're you're going up to Vermont. So tell us what. You're going to do up there? Yeah, we're doing pop-ups. Uh, BBDs doing pop-ups in Vermont as well. We we were going to do a BBDs in Vermont, and then after meeting everyone and and eating at all the great places up there and the food, there's plenty of burger steakhouse places, you know. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the college is right there in Burlington. A lot of the beer there is very hoppy, and you know that that direction. And um, there's no noodle bars or ramen or anything of that nature up there. And I absolutely you know, love ramen. Um, it's weird because I made it for family meal one day at the restaurant and customers just smelt it because we cooked it for like a, a pork tonkatsu for like 16 hours and the dining room just smelled awesome. Um, do, you, do you feel that restaurants are becoming more like dish driven? Because I, I feel like things like ramen pop out and dumplings and burgers and your BB. What does BBDs mean? Beers, burgers, and desserts. Yeah. That's what BBDs means. But, you know, we, we, we don't just do that. You know, we do other things there, too. So, for example, we're always playing around with making homemade hot dogs, salumi, uh, ramen was one of them. So, actually, when – I keep talking about Jamie, but when Jamie was down from Lost Nation with Alan, uh, they ordered a ramen instead of ordering a burger because they were in the city all week doing their launch and just really tired and they ate burgers everywhere. Um, and he was like, hey, man. He's like, this would kill in Vermont. There's no ramen bars in Vermont. No one's really doing it the right way. You know, we're doing it really the authentic way. So, you know, I really want to have ties there. You know, I love it up there. I think it's beautiful. I love the people up there, and um, I just keep finding myself going back. So, so we we've been looking for a space. We actually found two of them, and uh, to me as a businessman, not as a chef, I said, you know what? Let me do. Let me bring the food to Vermont and see how it's how it's perceived. So. Uh, Citizen Cider, very good friends of those guys, Chris and Olam. Chris, yeah. So we're doing a, we're doing a pop up there on. Let me see here. Write it down. March eighteenth. So we're going to be turning Citizen Cider's um, tasting room into a ramen bar just for the night. And then on March twentieth, we're doing it at Lost Nation, uh, where we're going to be turning it into a ramen bar. What's cool is uh, Chris is going to make a cider just for the night. You know, we're going to use ginger and different kind of things. And then uh, I'm going to talk to Jamie about doing some kind of goza or something for, for the night as well. Have you had the ramen burger? From no, I, I, they, <laughs> were, they, they were at the Rachel Ray Burger Bash, and I actually it was the one burger I wanted to try. Um, I, I have not had one But isn't yet. that – that's less about the burger. That's more about the fact that it's like a ramen bun, right? Yeah, yeah. So why is your burger so that's good? That's worlds. I mean, you guys Which want Rachel Ray. I'm, I don't know. I'm Why is your one. burger so good? I'm doing all the talking here. Uh, the uh, the burger is just like he says in our slogan. It's craftsmanship you could taste. We do everything from the very bare bone from the beginning. It's nothing frozen. Everything brought in fresh. We do all the butchering, grinding, patting, everything in house. Over you know our steak burger is on a grill, flame grilled over coals and wood. And we have three different styles, so we can offer it to different customer bases, whether 
you wanting a big meal and you want to get filled on a steak burger. It's 12 ounces. You want a smaller burger. 12-ounce burger? Yeah. Uh, Dude, that's crazy. You want a smaller meal. Maybe you're looking to just you know get some appetizers or fill up on a little bit more beer. You know, save a little bit of money. You can go with the griddle burger and steam burger. Or awesome. Um, but that steam. doesn't tell me why it's so good. <laughs> How did you win Rachel Ray's burger right, The reason The reason why it's so good, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to make you show right now. You ready, Jimmy? Okay. So I share the same steer with some of the best steakhouses in New York City. The best steer, the best beef comes to New York. Um, we pay top dollar. Sounds very cocky, but it's the truth. So when, when say, Peter Lugers or Smith & Lewinsky are buying their cattle, you know, they'll get their porterhouses, their fillets, their this, their that. I'll take the chucks, the necks, everything like that. Uh, the, the meat never touches a cryoback bag. It never... You know, I get I get raw fresh beef, prime too. So, <clears throat> you know that meat comes in. We get sides of cattle. Uh, we break it down, and you know the kitchen's open and everything. So people come in and eat. They see the meat grinder. They see the guy they're butchering. Uh, it's total carnage. Uh, some people it's a little too much, but it's the real <laughs> deal. So, you know, honestly, we were up against some of the best burger bars. It was all New York City burger bars. You know, what I mean, Shake Shack. Uh, five guy, five guys, five napkin, whatever. It was, it was you know, we we. Our, our our burgers, you know, we it's fresh, it's from scratch. We make everything, and it just tastes good. I mean, when you buy a beef patty, it comes in the back door. I don't care who your <laughs> distributor is, man. It's not fresh. So, you know, people ask, how'd you win? First of all, I, I, we don't have a PR person. We're a small craft bar that serves good gastropub food. We're not as big as these guys. So when we won, it was kind of like, holy shit. Sorry, I don't want to curse on you, but, you know, and plus Blue Moon sponsored you it. You didn't curse. Plus Blue Moon sponsored. So they hated you. Right. So like, <laughs> we're a true craft bar and it's Blue Moon that's sponsoring the event. So, I mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, it's the truth, you know? So, but it, it was great because the, cause the, the food prevailed. It wasn't about what PR person would had or publicist. I'm learning as a chef that everyone's telling me you need to get a PR firm now. You know, now I'm doing stuff with the Food Network. So I'll be on a couple of new shows and things like that. And, you know, but I'm trying to keep it real where once I get on the shows and do what I want to do, I want to put the beer in front, you know, because I really think that the, I say it all the time, you know, our beer list and the beer that we serve makes our food better. It really does. I think that's a good point for yeah. a lot of places, you know, getting something that can elevate each side, you know, the food that can elevate the beer and vice versa. And I think especially if you're doing something in New York now, I haven't had your burger yet, but I can imagine the hint of nostalgia that comes from every New Yorker under the sun has had a White Castle burger at sure. 3 a.m. And to have the combination of fresh ingredients, well-made, with that hint of nostalgia and memory, fact, you know, yeah. sense of memories. And we be. served it with garbage fries. We take all our ends of salumi and we caramelize it on a grill with fries with hot sauce. And it's like, there you, go. you know, gangster. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, beer is very important. You know, uh, it's so funny. I don't know Hepe from Evil Twin. I, I, I don't know him, but he, he friended me on Facebook recently. And I put a comment up there uh, uh, thanking... We got a bunch of great barrels in for some brewers, and I was just saying thank you, you know, because it helps our business because we're small. And the beer tastes... It makes the food taste so much better. And he actually liked it, you know, and other brewers liked it um, because it's true. And, and without without certain craft beer, our food would not be what it is. No, you, you guys are awesome, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you. You were here a year ago, and that's... You've got more stories than, than ever. Oh, I could be here for hours. Oh, for I know. Sure. <laughs> it was a good time last time. But we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on awesome. Beer Sessions Radio. All right.
1996, L. Knight & Son acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn, but has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Hills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Union Beer has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Kings County, Brooklyn, through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and Staten Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education on all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the 14 counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. Hey, hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Big shout out to Jack Inslee and Allison Hamlin and Aaron Fairbanks. Uh, the end of the year came and Heritage Radio Network hit their goal. They raised the money they needed. Yeah. We got a whole new website. Yeah, thanks to everybody. Thanks to you, Ann, and everybody. The Heritage Radio Network hit their goals. And All right. I don't want to talk about numbers on the radio, but they raised $100,000, which is pretty awesome. Many of you guys were, were part That's of That's amazing. So, yeah, you guys. Congratulations so to uh, Jack, Allison, Aaron, and the whole Heritage Radio thanks, Network Jimmy. team. Thank you, Jack. And now we can keep doing what we do, which means hopefully we'll do some more shows. We've got a bunch of cider shows in the back. Great. We're going to do more shows this year in 2016. Love being here. Love it so much. But we're talking right now about fa- one thing we try to do on the show is, is, is give some other people ideas about what they could do in, in, in the beer world and ralph's doing that already with bbds going out and helping with festivals and pop-ups but for ann and will let's talk about either the best beer type week event you've ever been to or, or an idea you have what's your fantasy beer week event we'll start with will yeah sure so as we were talking about during the break um a very good friend of mine, Jason, just opened up a brewery, Strong Rope, where they are one of the farm breweries in New York State. And um, for them, 100%. Jason Sailor Strong Rope. Is it Brooklyn or Queens? It's Brooklyn. Um, so for them, 100% of their hops come from New York State. And I believe it's almost all of their malt comes from New York State as well. Um, so his format is they're uh, sourcing all of their ingredients locally. And um, along the lines of me going out west for hop school to the Pacific Northwest. And meeting all the growers there, um, he's, I know he's kicking around the idea of doing some events where he has the hop farmers and the people at the malt houses coming by to basically teach people about what they do. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about the possibility of some events where you get to meet uh, the growers involved with the hops and malt that they use. Great. You know, Jason, it's funny. We last week literally uh, took the whole staff from Taproom 307 to Jason's place to Strong Rope and we brewed a beer that we're going to have it for our staff party, which, you know, obviously all industry folks do it in January or February. We can't do it in the holidays, but we're going to do um, a red IPA, super dry hopped. We all picked the hops. We did all of it. It was a really great collaboration. And I think it was interesting that you were saying that you're not as malt focused or you don't have, and he's a malt focused brewery, you know, really bringing attention to the growers and the maltsters. And I'm so excited to try it. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. But, and for you, you mentioned a, a fantasy beer week event. You had some, some event at Allagash? Or oh, Allagash? no. We were, <laughs> we were just saying because we're drinking the James and Julie now, which I'll let him, will talk about. But my, 
pinch myself moment was going to Allagash last month and brewing a cool ship beer with them, you know, and spending the whole day and really doing their sensory panel and learning. I mean, that place is a treasure trove of information. And if you're a beer geek, I was like at Willy Wonka's, you know, <laughs> chocolate factory. I mean, it was so but wonderful. Walk, walk us through it, though. I mean, let, let's say I was going to do a beer event based on that. <clears throat> Based on that, what, okay. What would it be? Well, so the, what I think is so great about them, again, going back to the education aspect of it, is that they are constantly on top of you know things that are going on. They have tasting panels and and sensory panels for everyone on staff. But, but what does that mean? So okay, so, so what start, I did, you got there, and what did you do? Well, I got there, and we mashed in. We picked our hot. But the brewing process aside, because everyone knows the brewing process. But what aside from that? So I'll tell you the sensory panel because I thought that was really interesting. So you go in, and it's a all white, you know, very sort of sterile feel. And you sit down, and it's just you in this little booth. And there's a window, and you press the button, and someone gives you beers. And you have little notebooks. You know, is this a great example of X Y Z? Why is it in perfect condition? A great is it, example of what? It, every, it, it was fill in the blank, so we don't know. So this a was beer, a, so style? ours. The, what I did was ended up was Allagash White. Um, it could be a, an IPA. It could be just a random. Is this a good example of a Goza? You know, it's all different. So you never know what you're going into. Um, it keeps you on your toes. And so for me, it was Allagash White, and you had three samples, and each one is this a great? Is it perfect in color, in appearance, in aroma, in taste, in finish, in this, and this, and this, and that? And so you have to really just focus on the beer. You write down all of your information, and then at the end, there's a little folded up piece of paper right when you walk out that you sneak a peek and see, you know, if you're right or not. And you can't tell anyone. There's no talking. There's no anything. So is it kind of like a blind tasting? It's 100% a blind tasting, yeah, so and, and you don't even speak to the person that hands it to you. Well, how does one get invited to this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they do tours. They do. I mean, it, I think that, again, really lucky and blessed to be in the industry that we can kind of get invited to do these things. But I just think the idea of doing something on a constant so you, you basis could do daily. A, you could do a blind tasting. Yeah, to keep you on your toes. A, a beer week event. Yeah, we do that. I do that before every shift. I have my co-workers give me all the IPAs on draft and I take my own notes just to make sure I'm staying unbiased and making That's sure great. everything tastes right. You know, what you time have... of day is that? Because I want to come early. Yeah, too. early? <laughs> yeah, it's too the injury. best time. What time? What bar you work at? Uh, yeah, Blind Tiger and there? Taproom 307. I do it I do it when I go in before my shift and um, customers that want to do that, we do flights. I mean, I'm more than welcome, more than happy to walk people through that or to offer that service if I have the time to do it at a That's bar. That's what I want to do for Beer Week. I would be happy. I want happy you to lead to... some blind tastes. Done. And then, uh, Will, what, you want to talk about blind tastings or anything else you learned from the Cicerone exam? Yeah, how did you study? Exam? Yeah, yeah so good. that was one of my favorite parts of studying. Uh, I was actually, I, for better or worse, the night before, um, or the day before, went to a store and picked up all kind of the classic beers um, that I don't normally drink, often old world from uh, either Germany or Belgium, and I kind of brushed up on them with a blind taste test. And to me, that was one of the most fun parts of studying, um, just brushing up on old styles that I don't necessarily drink very often. And it's kind of a good reminder that um, there are lots of good classics out there that should be. So what would be a good, visited. let's say I had a, a beer bar in New York and I wanted to do a kind of blind tasting 101 for a beer week event. Who wants to walk me through that? What? Pick like six beers. How would I do it? Would it be two beers, I mean, six what, beers? What I would do and what I actually do a lot is... Um, so if you do, like, let's say we're doing hoppy beers, you know, obviously English pails and IPAs have to be included, American double IPAs, triple IPAs, whatever we have. So you would Belgian do a, IPAs. A, a blind I would do a flight. hoppy beers. Yeah, I would do a, um, yeah, a blind tasting of hoppy beers. And 
I think it's, I would just let people kind of make their own notes. And then afterwards, if you really want to geek out about it, have a little quiz. You know, what did you think of this? If you had to guess or if you had well, to match you the you, style. How many beers would you have? I think four to, four to six is at most. I mean, especially with the hops, that will wreck your palate. If you start getting into the double, triple IPAs, you're going to lose a lot of those subtleties. So I think, you know, people do tastings with 12 beers by the fifth. If you can taste a nuance, good for you. Um, but I think four to six is that sweet and then, spot. And they're covered in white paper and bags? They don't even need to be. I think color is important. I think the look, the whether it's filtered, unfiltered, the appearance, the head retention, all of those things are important. Aroma, for sure. And then should you take notes, or is it just like a verb? Yeah, I write everything. I think everybody should take I mean, if you're, if you're really looking at and it And then like at that. the end, what, what's the result for like the, the consumer? It, it, do, they, do you American, actually show it, it, them what beer they yeah, had? Yeah, tell them what it is. And I think people, we get so, especially now with the branding and the whole, you know, you have your favorite breweries. And there's been many times when I get revealed what I'm listening, you know, what I'm drinking, and it was not what I expected to like the most. And it kind of keeps you saying, oh, my God, I thought that was well, my favorite brewery, but that's I actually my like this better. That's my secret for 2016. Yeah. If you want to do a good event, whether at your bar, restaurant, or at a festival... I really think that you should incorporate a blind tasting. Frequently. And a few years ago, Sam Merritt, who's also one of the higher level Cicerone guys yeah. that we knew for years, um, we did a couple of festivals years ago, and he would say, can I just stand there? And he wanted to do a blind tasting with two different beers. And people that came up got to interact with him and taste blind. And I remember that being a really cool experience. You know, we don't, I, don't, I don't do that. And I don't, you just taught me something. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, like, We're trying to influence people, you know? I That's feel great. Like, these days, with uh, with all the services out there, it's so easy for certain breweries to get hyped up out of control, and people quickly kind of will start to judge breweries before even trying their beers. And um, yeah, the blind taste is a perfect way to you know be more egalitarian about it. And yeah, then, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Have your friend just pour something when you're not looking. You know, so you, you just poured me this beer. Home. I have no idea what it is. I want to sneak this. It's one. a little sour, but um, and it's like. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> is that a blind tasting? Um, sure. So the style um, is a Flanders brown. So it's a style that's traditional in Brussels. It's uh, It's got black dopedio in it. Um, some people describe it as a little bit vinegary, but it's a brown beer, basically, that has been... Then uh, am, I, am I supposed to say, oh, is that the Allagash Ode Brune? Because <laughs> you told me about it. It's a great yeah. beer. I mean, I'm just kind of goofing around, but still... I, I like. I think blind tastes for 2016. I think that's everybody should start doing that. But I, I, so, want, I want to give you something, Jimmy Blind, right here. I want, I want to see if you can figure this out because this is something I've haven't had. You're going to do a surprise. I, with I me? don't think anybody in this room has had this beer. Actually, all right. Yeah. Well, first, one thing, uh, Will, just tell us about the Allagash that you brought because that's pretty special. Yeah, sure. So it's called the uh, the James and Julie. Um, it's the Flanders Brown, as I mentioned. It's uh, picked up in New York City. It's distributed here. It's it's pretty hard to get, but. Um, yeah, I, I recently read a book on cellaring beer, and I've uh, been looking into beers to potentially cellar, and this is one that I was thinking I might add to it. Um, I think it could do really well with some age. And one thing just to add about this, too, is uh, at the Allagash, they have at the Allagash Brewery, they have the most impressive barrel room with oak barrels and everything aging in oak. But this style, the Bruin, is, you know, it's stainless steel, and I think that's something that gets confused quite a bit, you know, Flanders red, Flanders brown, et cetera, et cetera. But this has a a lot of acidity. No, it, it is a great beer. So let's yeah. let's let's walk through a blind tasting. Do, do I have the sample? I just I just threw that at you just to okay. mess things up a little bit. Okay, because I haven't done this. I'm not a, a Cicerone <laughs> higher level dude. So you poured me something. It's it's kind of ambery, slightly right. dark. Right. Um, it's out of a bottle that doesn't have a label, so I know right. that. When I smell it, the first thing I was doing when I taste beer is I smell. So I'm smelling it. A little mm. bit of cocoa. 
kind of that that smell. I don't I don't have the in back. If it cocoa smells like cocoa, safe. it smells cocoa like cocoa. Nibs. It smells like cocoa. And then I, so I looked at it. I looked at it. I, I think I, I did take this certified the Cicerone server class a couple of times. Dude, but, you're failing so bad. I know. No. So I, I looked no. at the color. What do I do next? I smelled it. <laughs> now I'm going to taste it. Jimmy's burying himself right now. It's a little hoppy. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Can you get a commercial? Me out. I, don't, I don't have a glass. I don't have any. Here you go. I'm sorry. It's right. No, I, it's okay. I had my glasses. You, you walk me through, Ralph. Yeah. How would, what do you taste when you taste it? So right away, it's it's like we've been drinking Goza sours, you know. So I went to this right away. So my uh, palate screwed up. That's of course right. So well, your palate screwed up because we just drank so many right sour Goza's, salty coriander. Um, this is something. It's an old ale. It's actually brewed with cherry stems. It's from Forbidden Root in Chicago. That's still that's coming new to the New York area. So there might be cocoa in there. There, there might be, but from my notes, there's no cocoa. <laughs> Sorry, man. Uh, but Forbidden Root is known for doing uh, beers with spices. So they've been putting their 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 beers in a lot of the chef restaurants. Uh, they, do, they do like a ginger beer. They do you know um, a beer that tastes like root beer, but it's not. I think like a lot of the a lot of the mainstream beers are going towards that root beer flavored beer that's super syrupy and sweet, and you can drink one of them and that's it. Yeah, not into that. But not, this this is nice, but that's you know. Um, <clears throat> but you wanted to stump me. I know you did. Yeah, you know it's. it's I'm totally, easy to stump. It's totally <laughs> different. I'm not. A, I'm not a high level taster like these. I guys. did not want to embarrass you. Oh, you can't embarrass me. <laughs> as long as you're enjoying it, there's no wrong answer. Oh, it's fun. In my opinion, I do like their root beer, though, and I think the idea—you know—I'm a garden geek and a you know nature person. And you've, you've had their, you've had their. I, yeah, I've had a lot of their beers. I think they're they're really unique. But I think the idea of going into an herb garden and just playing—I mean, I go yeah. into the gardens and see all these different herbs and spices and things, and automatically get inspired about beers. What Ooh, you can I, brew I, with I, it, what you can do with in it. Long Island, I take—I'm sorry, I take my cooks out to the yeah. herb farms, and we go to the greener, and we just yeah, just pick and play and smell and taste and all this amazing stuff. I've taken. Uh, micro herbs to brewers. I was like, yo, man. I actually brewed a Saison with uh, Gearheart from Otter Creek with a lemon balm basil that we had growing in Long Island. And we did a Saison together with that for the Vermont dinner. And the lemon like just popped in that beer from oh, a small great. herb. So. Well, it's fun for me. So, I, so talking about blind tasting, I, I think that, sh- that should be a lot of people's focus for 2016. I think we figured out if you're having a beer week, you want to do an event. Try a blind taste because this was fun. I mean, I was on the spot, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah. And um, I'm still now. I want. I want to smell the beer more and, and see what flavors I'm missing and, and and taste it. So there's a lot of fun things to look forward. This is a great great group of people, and you know we do have to sign out soon. Um, so coming up, let's do it. What are you doing for New York City Beer Weekend? Even though it's not till the end of February. Well, Brewers Choice, <laughs> obviously, it's one of my favorite events. Uh, Brewer's Choice is great. At Tap Room, we're doing 40, um, like, all New York beers, full tap takeovers. Uh, at Tiger, we tend to kind of not do as many events during Beer Week just because people are there all the time, and we're really happy to welcome everyone. We don't want to leave anyone out. Um, but we're doing the New York City Borough Fest coming up on the 20th. So we're kind of preemptively getting into New York Beer Week so we can That's host great. everyone. Yeah. 
And then, Ralph, once again, what, what are you guys doing for New York City Beer Week? Me, me and Tim will be cooking in Brooklyn at Threes. And Threes then, uh, Brewery. That's the place to go, in man. Brooklyn. And then, uh, we'll, be, we'll be stopping by uh, your event to cook some food there as well, do something different. All right. And, Will, are you going to be in New York for New York City Beer Week? I will, yeah. I'll be going to all these events that these guys So are I'll give the pitch. So New York City Beer Week's coming up. Check it out. starts February 19th. We're going to do an on-air kickoff 12 noon live Friday, February 19th. We have four New York City brewers, including Kelly Taylor. We're going to talk about Beer Week live on air. And then that night... You can go to your, your select beer bars in New York City. There's a simul tap. Uh, some of the best bars in New York will be tapping some of the specialty smash state malt and state hop beers. Yeah. And that's where to go. Kick it off in a beer bar because that's what it's all about. And our special event, six year now, New York City Brewers Choice. We usually have um, we pick the, the brewers and we have great food to go with it. And it's NewYorkCityBrewersChoice.com. I don't always pitch it on there, but I will say people say it's the best beer event in New York because it's a beer and food event. And it's, it's a brewer's party. And uh, Ralph, I'm psyched that you guys will be there at BBDs. You're going to add to the, the list of great foods that we have We're as well. Mile End's going to be there serving brisket, just nice. so you know. And we'll you get, get some competition. Nice. makers there. That's right. Part. We'll have some fun. So, um, hey, it's, the start of, it's our first live show of the year, and it's great having you on this winter. And you're already learning things. We're having fun. Oh, my goodness. The only regret I have is that we don't have the burgers in front of us, but I will give you a pass because you have all these great beers. But next time I want burgers. I'll just have to see you on the North Fork. It's all good. This is a great one. I thank Ralph Parazzo, owner of BBDs, Tim Irvin, sous chef BBDs, Will Stevens from Beer Manus, and Amber Sarah, winner co-host. Thanks for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producer, Justin Kennedy, and to our engineer, Jack Insley. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.